I'm sick of these constant bear attacks. It's like a freaking country bear jamboree around here. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to episode 49. This is the 49th episode of the Banished to the Pen podcast. I am not Ryan Sullivan, the Baron of all baseball podcasts, but he will return next time. I am Brandon Lee, Banished to the Pen contributor, and today I'm joined by two returning guests. Uh, first up, from Viva Albertos and Banished to the Pen, joining us from Oak Park, Illinois, the birthplace of Ernest Hemingway, it's Alex Crisavoli. Say hello to the internet, Alex. Hey, everybody. And uh, also joining us today from Lafayette, Indiana, the birthplace of Axel Rose, a contributor to Red Reporter and Banished to the Pen, it's Eric Roseberry. Say hello to the internet, Eric. I'll take Axel Rose over Hemingway all day. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I mean, okay, sure. Um, Guns N' Roses, they're back. They're back. Uh, uh, nobody's, none of us are going to Coachella, right, to see them? No. I am not, no. Okay, okay. Drag. I mean, I think, I think your kids would enjoy Coachella. I, I have it, read... Go ahead, Eric. No, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I, uh, I have read these stories about Guns N' Roses being back. Um, and I know in recent years, it was just Axl Rose and other people. But this time, do they have Slash and Duff and Izzy Stradlin, like all those guys? Or uh, I thought Izzy Stradlin is... was not, but Axl is, okay. I think. Yeah. Okay. I could be well, wrong. Of course, Axl, but what about, what about or, Slash? Or no, I, and Slash. I meant Slash. You mean Slash. I, okay. I meant Slash, okay. yeah. I think well, that's Slash. fine. Yeah. I could be wrong, though. I could be wrong. So don't quote me on so don't quote me on that internet. Don't quote me on that internet. Uh, but thanks guys for for joining us today on uh, on Banished to the Pen and uh, uh, you know I wanna I wanna start it off uh, by uh, by doing a little flashback because a year ago uh, we the three of us recorded a podcast uh, we we convened upon a uh, a sacred spot in Chicago. It was the uh, we recorded the the podcast from the from the McDonald's across the street from Wrigley Field um, in the parking lot. We sat, we sat in my car uh, and we recorded uh, and we recorded the podcast. It was a, it was an incredible experience. Uh, uh, and, uh, but, but uh, sad to report that the McDonald's across the street from Wrigley Field is, is no longer with us. Uh, it has been demolished in favor of, uh, uh, you know, Wrigley Field renovations. Um, Typical Cubs move. I mean, look. Okay, so so it's gone, right? It's gone, and it's it's a it's kind of a sad moment, you know. That was that was like uh, growing up, and me going to those, and me going to Cubs games. It was like, I that's that's where I would go uh, after games, after I had gotten autographs, before the age of cell phones. I would tell my mom, "Hey, mom, you know, can you meet me at the McDonald's like mm. an hour and a half after the game?" Uh, after I get, you know, Eric Young's autograph or something, I would go over to McDonald's and chill and hang out and eat McNuggets or something. Uh, and it's, it's sad. I'm sad to see it go. I shouldn't have that much attachment to, a to one location of a multinational corporation, but, but there it is. Well, I am sorry for your loss. I, I, I've been to that McDonald's a few times as well. And it was a, it was nicely located. And <laughs> that's that's about that's about all we can say for it. it was nice product, located. yeah. It was nicely no, that, located. That is, that is a shame. I'll have good memories of that place from our podcast last year. I spent two hours in the parking lot once, and that's it. So uh, it's a shame. 
but it was a great two hours, wasn't it, Eric? It was magical. Yeah, <laughs> it was magical. It was indeed magical. It was indeed magical. Uh, okay, so moment, mode of silence for for our departed McDonald's. Okay, thank you. Um, to to get it started, guys. Uh, what the the thing that I spent most of my uh, my internet time consuming yesterday was uh, was actual Cubs at Cubs spring training. Um, for, for those for those of you who missed it, uh, Joe Madden arranged for for two actual Bear Cubs to visit the Chicago Cubs at spring training, and uh, players, reporters, coaches took some time to play with the Bears, with the Cubs on the field, and it was magical. It's all over. It's it's all over Twitter. It's all over Instagram. It's Brandon. it's the cutest thing you'll see all day. And I and I just I just love it. I just love it. And I wanna I wanna hear what you guys think about it. I, I just want to say something real quick about Joe Madden. <laughs> I hate this guy. I, I you guys still there? Yeah. yeah oh, okay. Still there. okay. I, did, I, thought... I didn't drop you because of that. <laughs> I th- I also just heard silence. Um, I am so tired of this guy. I've never wanted a team to lose more than I do um, this version of the Cubs. And unfortunately, honestly, it's... You've, you've never had to worry about that with the Cubs before. <laughs> well, they that's not just, that's not entirely true. That's not entirely true. And I was about to say the unfortunate thing is, I I want them to lose so badly, and that's coinciding with a team that is not going to lose. So it's it's. Um, I'll also say, you know, if Joe Madden was the manager of the Cardinals, I would probably think this is the coolest thing. But he's he's not. He's manager of the Cubs, and I, it's enough. And we've had enough. Who is who I is can't we? Wait who the, is we? The inevitable article of Cubs get off to a slow start. Should they have had mimes? Should Chris Bryant <laughs> have been pretending to be a college student? Should the Cub, the Bear Cubs have been there? Huey Lewis is there today. Why are the Cubs a 500 team? Are they too distracted? I'll write that hot take. That's coming. It's I. I really wish Mariotti was still in town. <laughs> well, well, you know what? He just got he just got fired. He just got okay. fired from San Francisco Inquirer. Perfect. So he, he needs to go back where he belongs. He's available. Uh, yeah, to to part the or to uh to round the horn maybe. I was gonna say the Sun Times, where you can oh, that, uh, fire that, off these blistering attacks that, on that, on the that, Cubs, but that trash newspaper. Okay, yeah, sure. No, I'm kidding. Sun Times is okay sometimes. Um, I I would actually say uh if the Cubs get off to a slow start or are 500 or something, I would actually I would look to Joe Mann to double down. Like I would. I would More say, pajama parties. Yeah, exactly. Uh, off day, you know, he takes everybody up to Great America, just uh, just rents out the whole park and says, hey, everybody go ride roller coasters uh, or, uh, you know, goes goes for a – takes them all to the beach or something. Like, uh, Joe, Joe Madden will, will double down on a slow start and, and in turn make both of you hate him even more. <laughs> I'm sure if he was the Reds manager, I would love it. Or well, like, l- 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 let me ask a serious question. If if they do get off to a slow start, and I mean, I'm not talking 10 games. I'm talking, say, over the course of 80 games, they win like 42 games. It, is that a legitimate thing to talk about? You know, what on earth are they doing with all this stuff? Is that a 
is that a legitimate thing? I'm going to go with no. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go with no because, like, Matt, Madden has always been, you know, kind of this wacky guy, right? But and... but to this to this level? It may have just been nobody cared what Tampa Bay was doing. Yeah. So it yeah. Is. yeah. And again, I, I, I'm with you, Brandon. I don't, I don't, I don't think it matters. This is, I mean, it's not going to be what makes them a really great team or not a great team. Um, and every bad thing I say about Madden is just because I'm petty, but, um, (laughs) yeah, but but I'm saying if, if they do get off to a slow start or they really woefully underperform and someone does write that column after you're going to, you're going to, you're going to retweet it. Well, I'll probably retweet it, and I also won't completely hate the column. I'll disagree with it. (laughs) At heart, I'll disagree with it, but I'll say, you know what? Hey, when you do all this stuff and, you know, you don't play that great, you know, this is kind of what you deserve, columns like this. That said, it's easy to say that when they haven't played a single game yet and they'll probably win 60 of their first 80, but. Oh, man, that'd that'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. I would be all over that start. That would be all over that start. 60 and 20 would be a good record. Yeah, that would be a very good record. That would be a very good record. Um, uh, yeah, it would be a very good record. So wait, Eric, so Eric, you, uh, you just saw across the, across the wires, AKA across Twitter that, uh, that Huey Lewis is at today's game. Not only is Huey Lewis at today's game, the Cubs are warming up to Huey Lewis music while Huey Lewis is at today's game. Whoa. Whoa. So, Whoa. That's fun. So I just want to give some kudos. I don't know who this person is, right? But there's there is someone who works for the Cubs or or who works for Joe Madden directly whose job it is to make all these things happen. Uh whose job it is to go and find a mime in Arizona, whose job it is to uh, to contact the zoo and get these bears <laughs> to to the stadium, and whose job it is to either to either get Huey Lewis to the stadium or identify Huey Lewis in a crowd, uh, and and make the musical connection. Uh, I just want to give that person some props, uh, whoever they are. Whoever they are, because they're the real MVP of spring training. Do you think that's the same person who's like social media coordinator or whoever does stuff like that, or do you think this is a? You think that's an actual special job that the Cubs have on staff? You know, just I, this stuff. You know, I don't know. Like, I wonder if it's like, uh, if it's like some sort of assistant to the clubhouse manager or something, or or the clubhouse manager. I don't know. Or assistant mm. to the manager. I mean, I, I you know, I I am not privy to the uh, to the positions, to the clubhouse positions uh, in Major League Baseball. Right. Well, the mimes, you know, was one thing, but the Cubs, the the actual baby Cubs, the zoo, the zoo animals, I didn't see what I would have wanted as requisite supervision of of these animals i only saw the players surrounding them i didn't see someone who i thought was an animal expert with these cubs and so i don't know that one's i i just don't feel good about that one are we sure they were in or were they supposed to be there oh they were there there were there were uh animal handling staff there okay there were uh all right yeah 
like I, I could swear I saw a photo where like someone is actually wearing a shirt that says like animal staff or something. Anthony Rizzo reminds me of the type of guy who would who probably threw a fit when he learned he wasn't allowed to take one of them home. <laughs> I I mean I would have thrown I would have thrown a fit. <laughs> I would have thrown a fit. What do you mean? I, what do you mean I can't keep one? I'm a baseball player, damn it! Oh boy, this is all just a cover up for the uh, Jake Arrieta blister problem, right, Brandon? Uh, yeah, yeah. Is that is this a real? I read a little bit more about it this morning, um, Brandon. Is this um, is this a real thing to be concerned about or not? I'm not concerned about it. Okay. I'm not concerned about it. I'm going. I'm. Uh, I'll be at opening night in Anaheim, uh, and I fully expect Jake Arrieta. Really? To that's that's great. Yeah, and I fully expect. Uh, I fully expect Jake Arrieta to be pitching. Uh, um. Yeah. What about his um, uh, innings count last year? Is that a fair thing to be worried about? Um. You know, I guess it's it's something that we will uh that we'll see over the course yeah. of the year. I mean, I'm not I'm not worried about it right now because he is like he's a he's a workout fiend right now, right? Like he is a he is like when I know we joke in the effectively wild group about um about being in the best shape of your life, right? But yeah. he he is actually in the best shape of his life. And and I I don't doubt that he took this past winter to you know address on some level you know some of the things that he could do to keep his stamina up throughout the season but also it's something that i think uh that i think madden and the coaching staff will will watch a little more closely this year to Mm -hmm. to make sure it doesn't rack up that high if he doesn't need to and that's part of the reason why they they went out and acquired some more uh you know some more pitching depth and uh yeah and uh you know the kind of solidified the back end of that bullpen got another starter stuff like that well okay um lester uh something about a grenade in his elbow what's going on there that doesn't sound good no it doesn't sound good uh have have either of you gotten uh gotten jeff passon's book the arm i have not I unfollowed Jeff Passan when he made a snide remark about the Cardinals one time, uh-huh. and so I didn't even know he had a book out. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so he actually so he wrote the book on. Uh, well, he wrote a book called The Arm. It's about you know keeping pitchers healthy, and actually, and apparently one of the chapters is on John Lester and okay. how the uh, uh, like how the the bone chip in his elbow um I, it's his elbow right yeah um how that uh, impacted the uh the the Red Sox offered to him but how the Cubs didn't really view it as as much of a problem and it wasn't mm. much of a and it wasn't much of a problem last year uh, no, he I was mean, good. He, yeah he was good he made all his starts and I mean unless the and I mean you know it's not like that that little injury is the reason why he can't throw to first base or anything. Uh, so I, I'm not, I'm not particularly worried about it. Okay. I just, uh, I just sent you guys a link, uh, on Facebook. Um, I don't know if you've seen this, this is totally in it in case you missed it thing. Um, but in 1908, uh, in, ni- seen this. in 1908, the Cubs had a, <laughs> the Cubs had a, a cub mascot, um and uh 
it was terrifying. It was terrifying. I wasn't around to see it, uh, and I don't know anybody who was around to see it because it was in 1908, uh, which is also the last time the Cubs won a World Series. Uh, I'm, pu- I'm pulling up this picture real quick because I remember thinking it's – yeah, it's – that's a it, – it, it's definitely a rodent because it has those two big front teeth. But there's something going on. Like, I don't want to say it, but look between his legs. Oh yeah, it definitely it definitely has a sack there. <laughs> okay, alright. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Alright. I mean I I was hoping uh I was kinda hoping Joe Baden would bring that to the uh to to the to spring training. But nobody would understand the reference except losers like us who read Deadspin yeah. all the time and yeah. and remember things like this. I don't mean to call the two of you losers, it's mostly me. Um That's fair. Yeah. Uh Oh, so uh, what's what's going on in uh, what's what's going on in Red Spring training right now, Eric? What what should we know? What should we know about Red Spring training? They signed someone today, didn't they? Yeah, we signed uh, Ross Ollendorf today. Cool uh, to be in the bullpen. Uh, what should you know? Not much. Um, yeah, it's. I, I think the big thing is kind of watching the uh, the prospects that came over in all the trades last season, this off season. Uh, I think as most people were aware, uh, Reds fans are pretty disappointed with the uh, return. Uh, obviously, in the Chapman trade, their hands were tied to some degree with off-the-field stuff, but especially with the Frazier trade. And uh, But I think people have been pleasantly surprised. Uh, specifically, uh, you know, Jose Peraza's looked a lot better than people maybe expected. There's even talk of him, you know, being up once his service time clock, uh, you know, kicks in after a couple weeks, Chris Bryant style this year. Uh, and then on the pitching side of things, uh, Cody Reed, who was one of the guys that came from the Royals and the uh, uh, Johnny Cueto deal, um, is, again, somebody who looks like could be up soon. And so I think there's some cautious optimism with a lot of these young guys now. Because because I'm attached to all players named Brandon, uh, what is the status of Brandon Finnegan in, in Red Spring training? And what's what's his role going to look like this year? There's a good chance he lands a spot in the starting rotation. Uh, part of that, uh, due to some injury issues, uh, Homer Bailey's out until mid-May, uh, still recovering from surgery. Uh, but along with that, John Lamb's been hurt. Uh, John Moskett's kind of day-to-day now. Michael Lorenzen's out. So there's some spots open at the back end of that bullpen. Uh, and I think given the options, there's a few Higher prospects, Robert Stevenson and Reed, that they want to keep down for service time reasons. And so my guess is Finnegan probably starts the season back into the rotation. That's cool. I'll also uh, I'll also eye him as a late-round fantasy pick then, huh? Well, there you go. You yeah. could do that. I, I don't know how well that will go for you. But... Yeah, yeah, it, it might not. Um, and uh, Alex, how's, uh, how's Cardinals spring training looking right now? Um, I don't know. I don't watch much of it. I, I don't like spring training. Um, I, you know, I follow what's going on with the roster and stuff like that, but I haven't watched more than like a pitch or two actually on TV. You, the, you know uh, why, you know why you don't pay attention, Alex? It's, be, it's, it's because, it's because Mike Matheny hasn't, hasn't taken the initiative to, to bring three dozen Cardinals, Cardinal birds. To... What? Oh, actual, actual birds. Okay. Actual On birds. The... Actual well, birds. if he were to bring these birds, um, and trust me, these sort of shenanigans are um, Mike Matheny not doing this is the least of his problems. But uh, if he were to bring these these birds to a spring training practice, 
would he would, like would their wings be clipped so they wouldn't fly away would they i mean how would how are they being caged I, in cages I, kind of flying around i don't know i don't know okay. that's not for me to decide that's for mike Matheny to decide yeah like, yeah how, how best to how best to get his players to interact <laughs> with these birds how embarrassing would it be if he did something like that uh, only because it would be so clear that he was just he'd be like <laughs> that that your friend's dad that you knew who was always like just trying to be cool because he saw like what his son was it'd be so clear that that's he was just doing it to be cool because he read that's what joe madden does but i, I you know we don't have to worry about that he's not gonna He's the last person who's going to be doing uh, stuff like that. But back to the team. <laughs> I, I think uh, spring training's going okay. They haven't, from what I understand, been hitting a lot of home runs, but they don't hit a lot of home runs. And also the park they play in, Roger Dean Stadium, is not conducive to hitting a lot of home runs. So people, I think, might be freaking out a little bit too much about you know, their lack of power and why didn't they get a guy like Justin Upton during the offseason. Um, but other than that, you know, it's been very, very uneventful. I, uh, I think the pitching, I'm excited about the pitching staff. Has your uh, broken heart healed since Jason Hayward spurned you? Man, it uh, <laughs> it was it was a tough winter. <laughs> so wait, so this is Alex, this is your this is your first base is this your first baseball podcast since Eric trolled you that time? I, I it is. Yeah, that was that was days before it actually happened, which gives that whole episode even more sinister feel to it, I think. Um I mean, the no. It that was it was just so bad. The uh not just that he signed with the Cubs, but for what I thought was a price that, you know, the Cardinals absolutely should have paid and then, you know, even though I don't think this is the case, it, a lot of people thought, like, not only did he sign with the Cubs, but for less money, you know, and all this. And then just these stupid sound bites in the media from him and Wainwright about aging core and then Wainwright saying something about Ooh, not wanting to be a leader. Whether, yeah, whether or not Hayward wanted to be the man, you know, in which I, I think everyone made a much bigger deal out of those two interviews and those two guys probably themselves would have if they were in the same room um i think they were probably especially wainwright was i think they were both like what what why is this a big deal um but yeah it's uh we'll be fine yeah um, you're the card they're the cardinals they'll be fine they will be well, fine you know it was a gamble when we traded for him you know there was no there was no certainty that he was going to sign with the cardinals and everyone knew that um, and so, and it was a, it was a good trade at the time. And, it, and, you know, even looking back, it was, it's, it was a good trade. Now it was, a, it was worth a shot and, um, they took a gamble and lost that happens. So move on. I'm over it. Um, but Yadier Molina will be ready for opening day. Yadier Molina will be ready for opening day. Uh, that was up in the air for a while, but it sounds like he will be playing opening day, whether or not he should be, I don't know. Um, Joe Schwartz, uh, Vive Alberto's wrote a column, I want to say a month or two ago, basically saying, please do not rush this guy back. Um, I, I share those sentiments, but at the same time, I don't, I really have no idea what type of shape he's actually in. If he's in, if he's 100%, I see no reason why he shouldn't be playing. Um, especially since he's probably the best catcher we, that's since bench. That was bait. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit hold on wait wait did we lose eric hold on eric 
Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. He missed the bait. Hold on. Oof. Oof. I can't wait. I'm I'm just gonna you, you know the uh you know the Michael Jackson eating popcorn gif? That's me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just watching this happen. Hold on a second. I'm gonna add Eric. No, not Eric Hartman. Where's Eric Roseberry? Hold on. Hope he's okay. <laughs> I hope he's okay. Like he just fell in a pit. Oh no. <laughs> I know, right? Sorry. Hey. There he is. There he is. My computer froze. I was trying to look up Yadier Molina on baseball reference and my computer wanted none of it. So Oh uh, damn. Eric, what what did you last did hear? You last hear? Uh, I heard we were talking about Molina. <laughs> Whether or not he should, I don't know. Okay. That spot. Okay. So I was there for most of it. Got it. All right. Uh, Alex, uh, you're in the middle of a thing about Yadier Molina. Yeah, so we just got cut off from Eric, and it's really unfortunate because I dropped a piece of red meat out there by saying that Yadier Molina is the best catcher since Johnny Bench, and I waited for Eric to reply, and then I got nothing, and we found out it's because he was disconnected. (laughs) Do you – do you share uh, Jay Jaffe's concerns? He's primed to a bus this year. What what, what did uh, Mr. Jaffe say uh, specifically? It's about a week ago, but he put him on a list of most likely stars to bust this season. What what does that mean, bust? Like, I'm scared to open the internet now, so I don't know. All but... right, but did he mean like he will get hurt and will just be completely finished, or just his play will be so bad that he'll be unrecognizable to what he was before? Yeah, has the uh, has the downhill trajectory started for Yadier? Oh, oh, no question. <laughs> um, he, I, I still think he's a really good catcher. I, I will admit that I'm I'm certainly no expert when it comes to understanding a lot of um, defensive metrics for catchers, but most everything I read says he's still one of the best. Um, his hitting is been in decline for the last couple of years, and especially with this second round of um, surgeries on his. Uh, left thumb, I don't think that's going to rebound. Um, and that's fine. You know, we, when he first came up with the Cardinals, we never thought he would be a good hitter in the first place. I, I believe the... Uh, Just like the other catching Molinas. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, I think in 06, when he hit that uh, home run um, against the Mets that basically sent the Cardinals to the World Series, he batted like barely above 200 that year. So, you know, his... Any any decent hitting he does is just an added bonus. But no, I, I if if what Jaffe's point was is that he's done being a good hitter, then I very very tough to argue with that. Here's the summary quote: Though Molina's okay. defense and handling of the pitching staff will be more than enough to justify his presence in the lineup and guide the Cardinals to another postseason appearance, well, we'll see. His days as an offensive threat are probably behind him. Okay, so I I think you unfairly characterize that as some vicious burn uh but no he's right that's that's quite a that's quite a summary paragraph he's right no he's right it's it's very hard to argue with that but you know i i didn't get my two cents in on the reds and i want to ask eric a question um and i swear this doesn't come from a place of uh me feeling superior or anything like that but I can't think of a single time in my lifetime where I went into the season knowing the Cardinals had no chance. 
a lot of that is because, you know, there were probably times in the late 80s or early 90s when that was the case, but I just wasn't, you know, with it enough to understand that. Um, even in like 99, when they weren't very good, you did, you knew before, before the season started, you thought there was a chance, you know, that they could be good. It wasn't obvious. What's it like going into this season knowing, how do you handle that? It's weird. It's, uh, cause they're not as like, if you look at the lineup, they're not as bad as people think. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Part of that's like, yeah. it's going to be hard with the middle of yeah. the world. Joey Votto. Votto, if Mesoraco okay. comes back, Phillips, yeah, Bruce, yeah. all those guys are still around. So. I know we were talking beforehand. I mean, Joe Sheehan's basically said, like, you stick this team in another division and you can kind of squint and maybe see them stealing a playoff spot. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's just one of those weird – they're not bad enough to get the draft picks that really get you excited. I mean, this year they've got the number two pick. But, you know, after that, they're not going to be Astros bad. Uh, they're just in one of the toughest divisions in baseball and – uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone has any idea that we're going to make any noise really this season or not. It really comes down to the pitching. If we get something out of the rotation, maybe, but but otherwise, we'll just kind of be in. So what can you tell your fellow Reds fans? Because I understand why you're going to be excited in April, but how do you stay excited in June, assuming their season goes the way we think it's going to go? It has to be watching the young guys. So June, okay. like I said, we got the number two pick, so there's something to hopefully dream on. Uh, and yeah, there's, there's enough pieces that it's been a while since the Reds have really rolled with some outside of Billy Hamilton. And so, uh, yeah, it's watching Cody Reed. It's watching, you know, other guys at AAA. When's Jose- and then there's always the trade watch. Will Phillips finally green light a trade? Will Bruce get traded? You know, do they move any other pieces? But that's probably about it. All right. Will Bruce get traded? I hope so. I mean, I think everybody's kind of. I don't know that his stock uh, – the hope is – I mean, we were nervous when they – there was rumors he was going to the Blue Jays before the season. You know, why not give him a few months, see if he can get his stock up a little bit around the trade deadline. Maybe somebody, you know, rolls the dice on him. So I would be surprised if he finishes the season as a Red. Uh, does does Votto finish the season as a Red? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's – I mean, he is, – does is Votto, is Votto on the opening day roster in 2017? Is he a lifer? I think he's a lifer, and uh, I mean, I listened to when uh, on the Effectively Wild preview, and they talked to C. Trent. I mean, he gets the impression, and he follows the team. Votto really has no interest going anywhere. I mean, the big money part of his deal hasn't even kicked in yet, which is kind of crazy. And so, I mean, it would not surprise me. And Russell Carlton talked about this in the uh, essay in the annual this year that you know, for what he produces and what he's worth, you're not gonna get full value back for him yeah and i mean he's the kind of guy he'll age a little better offensively with the walks and stuff so my guess is he's he's there uh I'm, the one option he threw out was maybe when toronto clears some of these contracts if he wants to go back to canada but there's not like a clear fit for that guy mm. another quick question you guys can't hear me eating this sandwich can you no <laughs> sounds okay. good sounds good okay. uh oh oh uh Guessing game time. Where does Joey Votto rank uh, all-time Cincinnati Reds baseball reference war? Mm. At this right now? I'm looking at this right now. Where does Joey Votto rank all-time? I'm going to say 13th. Uh, man, I'm going to embarrass myself right now. Um, 
I'll, I'll, I'll give him in the top ten. How about uh, eight? Ooh, splitting the difference. Well, no, actually, Alex is Alex is a little closer. He's eleventh. Eleventh, eleventh all time in WAR, uh, sandwiched between Bucky Walters and uh, Dolph Luke. Luke, Dolph Luke, thank you, uh, thank you, Baseball Reference pronunciation guide. Uh, <laughs> Dolph Luke, who uh, who was born in uh, who was born in Havana, uh, Havana, Cuba, August fourth, eighteen ninety, and uh, and made his debut in uh, nineteen fourteen. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, cool. That w- that's your uh, that's your Cincinnati Reds fun fact for the day. Yeah, let's not talk about the Reds anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Reds. Poor Reds. No, I, I mean, yeah. Um, uh, we're going to be above the Brewers. Oh, yeah. this is I a know good... you don't agree with that. This is a good time, this is a good time for me to say it. Uh, I, just, uh, I just simulated a season in, uh, in MLB Manager 2016, the new... Uh, the mobile app from the uh, the out of the park folks, out of the park baseball. Um, so we will. Uh, I I wrote my predictions down before I did the simulation, uh, but we will we later in the show before we end we will try and beat out of the park, um, and we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex, you had a you had a, a kind of surprise uh, topic that you wanted to that you wanted to bring out. And uh, I want to, I want to give you the floor because uh, this, you know, I, I think based on, uh, based on your experience uh, on the pod, on the last baseball podcast that you two were both on uh, for banishing <laughs> okay. the pen, uh, I, I believe it is. Uh, I, I am the referee giving, giving you a free shot okay. right now. So Thank the floor you. is yours. Thank you. So if, any of you who are listening, um, follow Eric Roseberry on Twitter. He and, and, and you I, should I, and you should you should follow him. He's good at Eric D Roseberry. He's good on Twitter. Lots of good tweets, but also some very bad tweets. Um, and this feature is going to be called Eric Roseberry's worst tweet of the month. <laughs> and I have this is a this is a I hope, I hope Ryan continues this when uh, when he's back to hosting. This is a um, this is a variation. Uh, I think you're stealing this from the starters podcast. What is there? What do they say? Oh, well, the actually, show, but... actually, they have they have a tweet of the week. So this is oh, kind of a OK. This so kind this, of this is a variant. This is a variant. <laughs> yeah, tweet of the week. Yes. Yes. It's a meaner version. Um, so I have a couple. I have two tweets from Eric that were sent out in the month of March. I had to screenshot them because I didn't want to favorite them and have him think I'm endorsing this garbage or uh, encouraging him in any way. But, but anyway, his first the first tweet is was sent on March 11th, 2016 at 3.16 p.m. And it reads, ah, dot, 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 the soothing sounds of Jim Joyce calling strikes on my radio. Hashtag. That was, that was sarcastic. <laughs> Sarcasm doesn't come on Twitter. Come to <laughs> second second tweet is and this was sent on March 7, 2016 at 3:17 p.m. Is that? Yeah, just 1 minute. You you have lots of tweet activity during uh 3 o'clock. All right, but it says has anyone ever gotten more mileage out of a song than Jesse Kasopoulos got out of the song Forever? 
I think that was Uncle Jesse's big hit on Full House. It was. And when you run down the list of things he accomplished with that song, he got engaged to Rebecca Donaldson. He sang oh, it God. when they got in a fight. If I'd known it was going to turn this way, I wouldn't have brought up this tweet, but go ahead. 30 seconds. He, and it made up the fight. He got a tour of Japan out of it. He sang it in front of the castle at Walt Disney World to thousands of people at a concert. And it's just, and in the new in Fuller House, the whole family sings it together. That song gave him his life, and I can't do that in 140 characters. The, uh, those actually weren't that horrible of tweets, and usually uh, I would find some that are much worse. But I only had March to work with, but this was inspired by one time, I think I sent this tweet your way, Brandon, where Eric tweeted out something like, Nothing says perfect night like driving down the neighborhood, blasting the Moulin Rouge soundtrack. <laughs> I really thought that's an actual tweet. That is an actual tweet that happened. I really thought you were going to bring up two days ago when I tweeted, "Cody Reed makes me feel things I've never felt before," and then that, I regretted it. I, I I screenshotted that one as well, and I almost read that one. But <laughs> now, so, cre- that's all. credit credit to you, credit to you, Eric. You were working out to. Uh, to bullet with butterfly wings the other day. Uh, I saw that. Yeah, I I do endorse that tweet. I'm gonna favorite it right now. Me too. I was listening to brand new today. You can learn a lot from following my Twitter. <laughs> you can learn a lot from following Eric Roseberry's Twitter. So give Eric Roseberry a follow on Twitter at Eric D Roseberry. Indeed. Um. We might have to edit that part out. I don't know where to go. I don't know where to go now. I have a few more questions on the Cubs. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. All right, I think Alex. We were looking for a place to go. All right, Alex. More questions on the Cubs. Let's do it. Yeah, we were talking about their rotation earlier. Yeah. Um, and we covered Arietta and Lesser and how there might be major concerns there. Um, John Lackey, who I'm familiar with because he pitched the last year and a half with the Cardinals. Yes. He's he's uh he's an old older man. He's I believe in his age 37 38 season. Yes. He had pretty profound home road splits. Much better at home. Are you concerned that he might be better pitcher for an environment like Bush Stadium? And when you remove 81 games there, he's his numbers are going to regress dramatically. I mean, I, I would, I I have a baseline of concern with any 37 year old pitcher, right? I mean, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I. So so does that add to the baseline concern? Uh, you know, yeah, I I I think it does. Uh, Bra- looking at it, uh, I just pulled up his his baseball reference page. His mm-hmm. uh, his OPS against was uh, ninety seven points higher on the road uh, mm. than it was at home. Six thirty six six thirty six OPS at Bush and seven thirty three OPS on the road. Mm. Um, I mean, honestly, though, like uh, this sounds <laughs> this this sounds this sounds awful, but like. I, I feel as though that is something that the Cubs front office would have factored in to their uh-huh. signing. Like if, okay. So like, they're not like the Cubs, the Cubs modern day front office would not have traded for 
mid-90s Dante Bichette, right? Because they knew they know that uh, it's so Coors manufactured, right? right. Like, like the, the park factors the park factors played into their decision to right. to to make this and they wouldn't have been blind to it. So I'm so I, I can't say that I'm concerned about it now. That's not to say that it won't be a thing, but I'm not I'm not gonna be worried about it becoming a thing until it becomes a thing. Your thing is there's no reason not to trust Theo right now. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah I'm kinda I think that's fair. I'm kinda saying that's that. Fair. I'm kinda saying Obviously, that. Obviously I was being sarcastic when I said there's major concerns with Lester <laughs> and Arietta. But Of course. Um now another John Lackey related question. Um are you ready to cheer for a guy like John Lackey? I I am I am and I can I, I can am give you pointers in this I area. Am most certainly not. Help help me. Help me, Alex. Help me help me cheer for John Lackey. So everything um, that bothered you about John Lackey when he was on other teams, um, you, you'll probably like about John Lackey. I, I honestly think at one point he was pitching, and I turned to uh, my buddy I was watching the game with, and I was like, this guy's just a bulldog. You know, like something that I would have <laughs> – something I would have absolutely hated hearing um, – you know, when he was on the Red Sox or the Angels. But, yeah, I just bought totally bought into it when he was with the Cardinals. And that is one one of the nice things about the Cardinals offseason is I no longer have to <laughs> have to cheer for John Lackey. Uh, but I, I think you'll find it's it's not as hard as you think it'll be. Yeah, you know, I I I almost feel like it's uh, it's not unlike when the Bulls drafted Joe Kim Noah, I think. Um because he's a guy who I wasn't not that I watched a lot of college basketball, but I was not a a big fan, right? Like I didn't really want the Bulls to draft him and then it happened and I'm like, uh, whatever. I'm gonna I, be right there with you on this one. Yeah, but but I think as soon as soon as I saw him on stage wearing that suit and giving the peace sign, I think uh I think that's when uh my my corner with Joe Kim Noah was turned. And, uh... <laughs> that's hilarious because that's when I sort of started to hate him more <laughs> in, in my corner with him. I, I'm also a huge Bulls fan, um, by the way. It's one of the areas where Brandon and I see eye to eye. But my corner with him turned in the uh, that Celtics. Oh, the Celtic, the Celtic series. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. when I was like, I love this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Did uh, did Lackey's corner for you return after game four of the playoffs last season? No, not really. Okay. I mean, um, and I was actually at work and got home right after that big inning from the Cubs when he gave up, I think, what, a three-run home run? Yeah, yeah. So I, he was already out of the game or about to be out of the game by the time I got home. I was just following um, on my phone. But, you know, they were the Cardinals were in a really tough spot. I, I don't know. You know, he pitched a great game one. We really, the rest of the pitching staff was just injured or running on fumes. I don't know who else, you know, probably wasn't a good idea to trot him out there that soon. But really, who else were we going to throw out there? I really don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it's something I actually think about it, you know, from time to time of like, you know, I, I, I'm trying to even remember. So Jaime Garcia pitch game too, but you will remember was had some weird stomach bug or that right. was the story. Right, I was yeah. at that game. Yeah. It was horrible. And then Lance Lynn came in to pitch one inning, you know, um, and of that game, and then he left. And then Michael Walker pitched game three and went less than five and got he got roughed up. And so 
you know, Carlos Martinez was hurt. We really didn't have, I, I guess we could have given the ball back to Jaime. I mean, no, no, I'm sorry, not back to Jaime. Like, I really don't know. I guess we could have given the ball to Lance Lynn or we could have given the ball to, like, Tyler Lyons or something. But, you know, I, I think I was kind of buying into the, well, this guy's been here before. Let's just give, let's let him pitch and live right. or die with him. And we right. died, and that's fine. That happens. It happens. So, no, yeah, no, I was – who know, you know, that's one of those things where you don't know what the right answer is till after the game. You know, if he pitches a gem, everyone's going to be like, you know, what a gutsy move. Just like right. Beckett, Beckett in game six against the Yankees. Right, right. So, right. you know, whatever. No. <laughs> so, uh, John Lackey, trivia question. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> His middle name is Darren. How does he spell it? Oh, <laughs> I'm going to say D-A-R-R-I-N. Wrong. I'm going to go with one R, D-A-R-I-N. You ready for this? Okay. John Darren Lackey, D-E-R-R-A-N. <laughs> I'm really? assuming that's Darren. I'm a, yeah. I guess it has, yeah. Not Duran. 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 So if that changes your opinion about anything. Hmm. 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 Brandon. It does. It does. It doesn't. It doesn't. But uh, he he plays for the Cubs, and that changed my opinion on him entirely. Well, speaking of that, Brandon, um, you have never seen the Cubs win a World Series. No, no, I have not. I have never. If if they do win a World Series, um, uh, say say they win the World Series this year, okay. how how do you see yourself reacting? Oh my goodness! I have I've 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 thought about this a little bit, um, but I I can't imagine my answer is that interesting. There there would be some jumping and some crying and some. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I would be I would be list I would be listening to the radio. Um, I would be listening to the home the home call, uh, and not to the fox call. Um, I I imagine I would uh I would hightail to Wrigleyville. Um, mm-hmm. I imagine that's where I would want to be. Uh, maybe I don't know. That that can be a cesspool sometimes. Uh, so so maybe not. Um, but yeah, I I I I haven't. I don't think I've quite processed yet. You know, like I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm thinking. Uh, you know, I've I've been close enough to a pennant in my lifetime where I've kind of thought about that a little bit um but not to uh but not to um the the world series but i don't know what 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 were your guys's reactions to your teams winning the world series in your lifetimes well i was at um i was at game seven uh when the cardinals won in 2011 so uh it was just with my buddy you know having a great time giving high fives to every stranger i saw on the street and finally shoehorning ourselves into a bar because they were so crowded and celebrating with everyone. Um, but in 06, I watched the whole series by myself and I was just so happy um, because I, you know, I, even though they're a successful franchise, I'd never seen them win a world series before mm-hmm. they, uh, they were, I was three years old when they won in 1982. So that doesn't count. Um, and so whenever, you know, I, I didn't feel any different from it from a Cubs fan who had yeah. never seen his team win the World Series. So I 
I was just so happy. You know, it was one of those things where I, I immediately like bought every DVD and T-shirt I could find that said, you know, said Cardinals World Series champions, stuff like right. that. Right, right, right. Um, Eric, what what was your experience like for the for the Reds? Uh, I, I wasn't wait. Thinking. How how old were you when you when they won at ninety seven? Okay, oh, okay. So I was just starting to follow. It it really doesn't register as like a seminal moment in my life. Interesting. I'm the only guy here who's seen their team win a World Series. <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> I mean, I've uh, I've seen the Bulls win. Yeah. yeah I, so you there you go. And that's exciting. You know, but, but it was it was all of it was a it was a 96 one that uh, that registered for me because I didn't I didn't remember much about the uh, about the 93 one. That was the first one where I could say I was conscious of things happening. Um, but it was it was a 96 one where I really started to follow the team. And yeah. And, uh, you know, I remember the the 70th win. It was against the Milwaukee Bucks and it was on uh, it was on WGN. I was at. I was at Carson Perry Scott with my mom, and uh, she was shopping, and I was watching it on a on a little Sony Walkman television, uh, mm-hmm. two in, two inch black and white screen. But I was super I was super hype for uh, <laughs> for the win. Brandon, another Cubs really related oh question. Okay. It's uh, it's in a similar similar vein. Uh huh. So, say Cubs win one hundred games and win the NL Central. But losing a World Series, I would assume you wouldn't call the season a failure. Failure is such a heavy word, but also, okay. but also, like I, I mean, I, un- I understand like the the crapshootiness of of the playoffs. Well, this know? is what I'm getting at here. Say they win 100 games, win the NL Central, and lose in the NLCS. Is a season a failure? Uh, no, I, I would still say it's not because, like, okay. no, because. Like, all right, all right, all right. Say yeah. they win 100 games, uh-huh. win the NL Central, but lose in the NLD. I guess my question is, at what point do you draw the line of the season being a failure? Like, what do the Cubs have to do in your mind this year to get over the – to for it not to be considered a disappointment? I mean – Win the division or bust? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's division. I think it's division, and mm-hmm. I say that because it's, it's – you know – the the best team the best team loses in the first round not it's it's not an uncommon thing right and and i mean once you're in the playoffs there's nothing you can do to adjust your roster right like there's nothing you like there's nothing you can do in terms of making uh making acquisitions or anything like that it's like you are who you are yeah you you, know, you, yeah. you are who you are once you're in the playoffs and uh well, actually i don't know yeah that's the right expression yeah, to use you know, right there so but whatever so it's it's all good, you know. Like that's what. I'm, so if I'm they w- if they win eighty five games or they win ninety games but lose out to the Cardinals, then you would say, "Wow, I am very disappointed in the two thousand sixteen Chicago Cubs." Well, you know what? Then I feel like it's then then it's contingent on the other stuff, right? Then then it is contingent on squeaking through into the playoffs, right? Like maybe. Maybe eighty five right. wins. Maybe eighty five wins gets you to the wild card game, and maybe you win the wild card game, and then, and then anything can happen, right? Because then, because then it becomes, you know, if you if you be, kind of backdoor in as a, as a second wild yeah, card yeah, yeah. with with mid eighties, like okay, so so yeah. say none of that other good stuff, just nothing. <laughs> uh, 80, 84 wins, third place, kind of oh, wow. five five games five games back of the second wild card. Like yeah, that, that would be disappointing. 
I would say I would even be I, I think my feelings would even be hurt by the Cubs if they only won eighty four games this year. <laughs> yeah, right right behind the, the Pirates and the Reds, right? And then Alright, I was just curious. Yeah, I mean it's uh you know, it's one of those things where uh you know, I it's the Cubs window is not closing rapidly, right? So I think mm-hmm. the reason the reason why w- I was disappointed after the 2008 season and the reason why I was disappointed, uh, you know, they won 97 games and then got swept in the first round. Like, right. I could feel like that was the last hurrah, you know, mm. like even though a lot of the players were coming back in 2009, um, it was, in 07 and 08 of being a really good team. And, and after that players were declining too quickly and right. And uh, other teams were rising too quickly that we couldn't, yeah, we, we couldn't, uh, you know, maintain that level of play without spending another, you know, $300 million in an off season. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, Ryan Theria was still on those teams, and I hated that guy, so whatever. He won a World Series with the Cardinals. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he did win a World Series with Cardinals. Yeah. But, let me, but let me ask you, Alex, what, is, like, what, what would be a successful season for you this year? Hmm. Um, I would say like you, there, uh, you know, there's so many variables that go into this. You know, more than just, well, they have to win this many games and get this far in the tournament. The tournament. The the playoffs. <laughs> I, I see this Cardinals team, I was telling someone this the other day, I could see them winning in, anywhere between like 85 and 97 games. That's a big uh, That's a big spread. It is. And anything I think less than that would disappoint me. And anything more than that would really, really shock me. Um. Excuse me, but it's a weird, um, it's a hard thing to predict because there's two really bad teams in the division. Yeah. You know, and so I could see it being similar to last year where the Cardinals could win, you know, 96, 97 games, but in most years aren't really as good as most 96, 90. You know what I mean? Aren't really that good. Not that they were not good, but they're not a 97 win team good good yeah uh because you know they have the opportunity to really um beat up on the brewers and reds so but to answer your question i would say you know a lot of the projections like pakoda i think have the cardinals right around 81 82 wins that would i would find that very disappointing very very disappointing especially since they were you know pretty idle this off season um like like kind of what you're saying about theo f's I've seen earlier, I feel the same way about John Mazalek for the most part. And so I trust him that he is thinking we don't need to make a big splash after we failed to get Hayward. And, and it was a failure, you know, not getting Hayward. I think they'll even acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I think he was like, you know, we're going to we're going to stay put and we are going to because I trust what I have in Piscotty and Gritchick. And if what he has of what they have in Piscotty and Gritchick turns out to be um, just what they need, then that's perfect. You know, that, that they'll, they will look 
very smart in this narrative of the Cardinals being this organization that, you know, things always go right, you know, that will kind of continue. But I think if they, you know, if they sputtered a 82, 81 wins, I think a lot of people and myself included are going to be wondering like, well, Hey, you know, like I can think of several players who were up for free agency last year who may have helped this team. Mm-hmm. And we all know that was one of the richest free agency crops in a while. Right. So, and, and on top of all those quotes from the team saying, you know, we're going to spend this year, we're going to spend this year. Um, yeah, I, I think they'll take some deserved heat if they don't, if they, if they win what they're projected, what they're projected to win. Yeah. 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 And now, um, when it comes to the playoffs, like you said, it's a completely different animal and you can win a hundred games in a regular season and that's a massive success. Right, right. And, and you can't take that away, but you're, you still get disappointed when you don't play of well course. in the playoffs, you know? Yeah. Of course. And so, I, yeah. and, and I think that's actually one of the things that, so like the Theo's kind of motto for the off season has been, we were a third place team last year. Right. And that's, and, and honestly, like by the moves, that's kind of how he's approached it. Right. Like it's, you know, you're not looking at it like like you finished a couple games behind, right? Um, yeah. And uh, they didn't stay put. They didn't right. become complacent, even though they won 97 games. Right, right, right. Which yeah. and and that's what scares me about this Cubs team. And you know, I'm not certainly not breaking any ground here, but if you look at what they were bad at last year, yeah, which was um, plate discipline. You yeah. know, hitting for contact. Well, they improved that pretty well with Hayward and Zobrist. So, right. right. I, I say this in all seriousness. Like, I, I was trying to think of an NL lineup in the last 20 years that scares me more. And I really can't think of one. An NL lineup in the last 20 years. A National League lineup. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Would hmm. you prefer Blue Jays lineup, Cubs lineup? Well, it's so hard to say because, the, you know, you have the DH. Um, let's, say, let's say Schwarber is the DH for the Cubs. Okay. So let's say we're playing by DH rules. I like the Cubs. Absolutely. I mean, do you take, uh, uh, you know, the, the thing is like, Hmm. Hmm. It's, uh, you know, I, I think I'll, I'll take the, I'll take the Cubs. Uh, but it's, it's man, but it, but it's really like, it's, it's close in 2016, right? I think 20, I think 2017 and beyond. It's 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 Cubs easy, but oh, it's, yeah. But 20 2016, it's 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 close. Like I'm not, I'm not like jumping to take the Cubs. I will take the Cubs, but I'm but it's not, you know, I'm I'm not uh, like hardcore. Um, I do want to ask you guys about the uh uh about the wild four championship which uh is on deck for this week should we explain what that is well sure okay i can explain what it is uh it's the it's the effectively wild uh the the tournament of effectively wild uh references and jokes and memes uh and uh we're we're down to the championship round of the wild four and going up against each other (laughs) We have everybody's everybody's favorite journeyman relievers, Ryan Webb and Matt Albers, going up against everybody's favorite surprise, effectively wild guest, Ned Garver. 
Gentlemen. Okay. Who do you got? It's it's no contest for me. It's uh, Ned Garver. <laughs> Ned was fine. <laughs> Whoa. My Whoa. Wait. So hold on. Hot. Hold on. Your your hot take is that you're warm on Ned Garver. Look, he seemed like a very nice man. I enjoyed the podcast. I just don't know that it's cracking my top five moments for the year. But but we're only looking at it versus... Yeah, we're looking at it against Webb Albers here. Webb Albers. Uh, I'll probably take him against Webb Albers still. What I liked about the Garver thing, and um, not just the fact that he answered his phone, but I really thought it was interesting when he said that they would sit around and think about these things similar to the way we think about, like, well, what if a team... Uh, had a reliever pitch every inning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, and not only that, a player was saying that, but a player from, you know, way back when. Right, I, right. I thought that was really, really cool. Or even his, like, idea for, um, for like, uh, letting minor leaguers have a shot, right? Kind of like a proto-Rule 5 kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. About, uh, you know, offering offering minor league players around if you're not going to let them on the big league team. Like, it's interesting, you know, like I thought, I thought that was a, that was a great convo, but I, I almost feel like, like web Albers are, I mean, yeah, they're, they are the, basically they're, they're kind of like the mascots of the, of the show. Right. Yeah. It's, It's Ryan Webb and Matt Albers who drive a Honda fit around the stadium right to entertain fans <laughs> to entertain fans during uh you know during podcasts and it's i i think i think this is their year i think this is i'm i i am voting for for webb and albers i'm pulling for them uh i hope they i hope they are able to finish this one well d-back headlines was always my favorite but that one's that one's out you know i but- uh you know, I D-backs headlines. I liked it. I, That's I, harder to say than you would think, but yeah, it's but uh, it definitely had a it had a lifespan, and uh, and I and that lifespan has since expired, which is unlike, fine. Unlike baseball movies. Hey, hey, you know what? You know what? I was pulling. I was pulling super hard for baseball movies. <laughs> super hard for baseball movies, and and it didn't work out, and I'm really sad about it. Um, that's, that's my favorite ongoing effectively wild meme, uh, just for full disclosure, but it wasn't meant to be. And, it, and, 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 you know, if it wasn't, if it wasn't for me, if it wasn't, uh, that one, it would have been burn the ships. Um, mm-hmm. but burn the ships lost a real close one. Uh, burn, burn the ships lost by only a, a couple of votes in the, in the previous round, uh, to web Albers. They lost by seven votes. Burn the ships lost by seven votes to Web Albers. Uh, so, Eric, so Eric, you're you are going with uh, you're going with Garver. Yeah, I mean, Web Albers will kind of always be there, but in terms of this year, I'll probably go Garver. What's your favorite one all time, Eric? I really like when Sam goes dark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I listen to the uh, the Rangers seventh inning clip at least once a month. <laughs> <laughs> At least, I, I even at least forgot once a month. You've heard it here. I, I that 
that became such a life of its own. I, I totally forgot what Sam Goes Dark was even in reference to. So <laughs> that's Sam, now we're all dying. And... Now, now I remember Sam's Sam's morbid moments uh, lost by lost to Ghani Jones by two votes, two votes, uh, which was which is real close. Uh, but ultimately, it doesn't matter if you win because uh, inevitable death is still inevitable. Um. Okay, cool. Got that plug. That uh, that uh, that vote will be up this week. So uh, make sure to cast your ballot. Decisions are made by those who show up, and uh, remember to show up for this uh, ever ever important uh, this ever important uh, tournament. Um, okay, all right, guys. To to close it out, let's. What I want to do is see. All right. The MLB Manager 2016 simulation has finished. My uh, what we're gonna do here is we're gonna predict the uh, the finishing order of the National League Central in 2016, and uh, we will we will try and beat uh, we will try and beat MLB Manager 2016. Wait wait wait! Are we saying records or are we just saying the order? We're saying the order. We're saying the uh-huh. order, and then the tiebreaker is uh, number of Cincinnati Reds victories. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I have mine. Uh, my finishing order, uh, which I wrote down before the simulation, was uh, is Cubs, Pirates, Cardinals, Brewers, Reds. Ouch. And Reds have 70 wins. I really feel like this is stacked against me. Uh in terms of who I have to pick here, but I'm going to say Cardinals, Cubs, Pirates, Reds, Brewers, and the Reds with 69 wins. Nice. Oh. <laughs> that, that that train is never late. I'll, uh, Cubs, Pirates, Cardinals, Reds, Brewers, and the Reds with 76 wins. Whoa! Hey, it, it doesn't. I guess work. I did just say the Cardinals are going to finish first. So, all right, MLB Manager 2016 has MLB Manager 2016 has Cubs, Cardinals, Pirates, Reds, Brewers, and the Reds finish with 76 wins. Oh, <laughs> So Eric wins. Champion. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, all right. So I'll also keep a track of these uh, to the end of the season, and we can see uh, we can see who who uh, is who is the closest to the actual outcome. Whether uh, we can beat one simulation of this uh, of this cell phone app. Uh, any any guesses as to who wins the World Series? in this simulation? Um, I will say the Cubs win it. Uh, I'll go Dodgers. The Detroit Tigers win the World Series in this in this particular simulation. Is that right? But you know that's why uh, you know that's why these simulations are done, you know, hundreds of thousands of times at a time. Uh, so as to uh, you know something something about the outliers. Such as this, Cardinals do win the wild card in this simulation. 
the first wild card or the second wild card? First wild card. First wild card. Uh, the wins in order for uh, for MLB manager. Uh, 99 for Cubs, 96 for Cardinals, mm. 79 Pirates, 76 Reds, 75 Brewers. Uh, the Cubs actually finished the season on an 11-game winning streak to overtake the Cardinals. Uh, okay. The Cardinals, who went 3-7 and seven in their last 10. For what it's worth. Uh, I don't know. I guess you can consider this a free, a free ad for MLB Manager 2016. You can download it in the App Store. It's fun. Five bucks. Worth it. All right. Cool. Well... Uh, thanks, you guys, for taking the time today to uh, to talk some baseball. Do we want to uh, say anything, bro? You want to say anything? What's up? Do we want to uh, make our big announcement? Oh, our big announcement? Our big announcement? Eric, Eric, what is our big announcement? Uh, the, uh, the big announcement being, if you love the Alex Brandon-Eric banter, which who doesn't? Who doesn't, really? You will probably, probably be able to hear that uh weekly on a new nl central theme podcast that is yet to be named it's it's yet to be named uh uh eric posed the question on twitter today uh so you can check you can check that out uh if i recall correctly this is also how effectively wild was named uh it was crowdsourced by uh by uh ben way back when when it started. and banished to the pan uh, <laughs> banished to the pen in some sorts yeah that's right yeah that's right that was crowdsourced as well that was yeah, crowdsourced as well. yeah. uh we can't we can't give you anything uh if you if you come up with the winning name i don't think uh but we will you'll look be, up, we will look upon you kindly you'll be like the guy who designed the bulls logo oh right and they just uh they just can say they did it right <laughs> they yeah they could just say they did it um all right awesome that's a wrap for today. Let me uh, let me send it over to you, Alex. Uh, where can we find you on the internet, and what do you have coming up? Um, I write at uh, Viva Alberto's, which is the Cardinals SB Nation site, and um, that's about it. I try to contribute to Banish the Pen when I have time, and um, you can find me on Twitter at AlexCard79, and that's about it. Awesome. And um, you know what? Much love and uh, – Good vibes to the True Blood family as well. Oh, for real, for real. Big ups to Emerson True Blood. Uh, get better soon. Get better soon. Uh, uh, you know, send all my good vibes, all my good vibes towards the True Bloods right now. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Eric, same questions to you. Uh, what? Uh, where can we find you on the internet? And what do you have coming up? Yeah, this season I'll be writing about the uh, Reds over at Red Reporter. Uh, had a scintillating Jake Cave profile last week that you'll definitely want to check out. I read it. It's good. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we're finishing up player profiles for this year. Uh, just getting ready for the the probably disappointing season ahead of us. So lots to come. Awesome. And uh, my name is Brandon Lee. You can find me on Twitter at Blee Internets, B-L-E-E Internets, and uh I am I'm in the Effectively Wild Facebook group, Banished to the Pen Facebook group, uh, and I'm on Banished to the Pen. I have the Cubs preview coming up this week. Uh, I have a Rays preview that is in progress, and uh, you could also catch my Astros preview from last week. Um, and that's going to do it for us. Uh, have a wonderful final week of spring training and the next time thank god yeah thanks <laughs> thank god because a week from now a week from now a week from today there will be baseball and it will count and it will be good that is all have a great week talk to you next time and remember 
be nice to your fellow listeners. Now you're-